0: We went to his two-year checkup. Um, Of course, only one parent can go, so it was just me. His dad was on FaceTime. And, of course, they did the screening, asking questions. And she was asking me if I had concerns, and I was like, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then um, I was like, you know, telling her, like, the things that caught my attention. And she was like, well, I have concerns, too. And then I just started boo-hoo crying. Yeah. Because it was just like confirmation, you yeah. know, like everybody kept telling me, oh, he'll grow out of it. He need a whooping. He bad. He this, he that. And it's just like, no, I'm not crazy. Right. You know, like I know I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. But he was diagnosed on um, August 7th of 2020 mm-hmm. with autism. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. What's up? What's <laughs> up? This is the Chow By T Podcast, where we get real raw. I think the I'm your host, T, And to the right of me, we got mother, entrepreneurial, Entrepreneur, entre,
0: entre. <laughs> entrepreneur,
1: entrepreneur, entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneur, all around business person. We got Jakia in the building. Hello. Hello. I almost messed that up again. It's okay. Yeah.
0: I get it every day. Yeah,
1: How are you feeling?
0: I'm good. I'm good.
1: How are you feeling? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Life can be hectic, but I'm doing well. I cannot complain at all. It wouldn't do any good to complain anyway. At all. But I want to jump right into it. Um. Me and you, your uh, baby, he was born in 2018, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I have a son as well, Maverick. He was born in 2018, December of 2018. When yeah. was your boy born? May 12th. May 12th. Okay. That's the uh, same day as Maverick's mom. That's her birthday. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And my mom, her birthday is uh, May 13th. So, May kind of sits well with me. It's yeah. It's special place in my heart. But anyway, um, you had your baby in 2018. When you first found out that you were pregnant, see, I got a story with that, right? <laughs> <laughs> so when I first found well, when we first found out, of course, when Tyra, she went to the um, doctor or whatever, she was in for whatever reason, stomach cramps or whatever, and the nurse had left out of the room. And she said she heard the nurse walking down the hall saying, oh, dear, oh, dear, <laughs> <laughs> like that. But that's when she first found out she was pregnant. How did you find out? Was it planned? Was it expected?
0: Like, uh, No. Yeah. It was not planned. It's funny because I found out I was pregnant. I was working out with my friends. It was mm-hmm. three of us. And we was at the gym. And I was like really, really lightheaded. Like we was we was working out really good. But uh-huh. like it wasn't enough to me where I felt like I was about to pass out. But right. I was. I felt like I was about to pass out. And I was like, "Y'all, I can't do it. And they kept like trying to push me. And mm-hmm. I'm just looking, like, no, unless y'all want to pick me up off this floor, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to sit down. And so um, that night, kept craving pickles
2: mm.
0: and I used to love pickles as a kid but like as an adult I stopped eating them and I just I, it got to the point where I literally in the middle of the night had to go to the store and get some pickles yeah. and my friend was like girl she's like you need to take a pregnancy test yeah. and I was like girl I'm not pregnant like what are you talking about but we did it anyway yeah. and I took the test that morning mm. before I went to work and it was positive and I was like oh my gosh right? Like, i wasn't sad or anything i just was more shocked because mm-hmm. it was just like literally not planned at all right so yeah that's that's pretty much how i found out
1: and how was the experience during your pregnancy
0: um i had a really good pregnancy i wasn't sick i didn't have high blood pressure mm-hmm. it was just smooth selling mm-hmm. other than like the end <clears throat> excuse me the end um I think I might have been like 36 weeks is when I started swelling real bad. Like my ankles, my feet, my hands, everything was just swole. But um, other than that, I didn't have any problems. It was just my labor that was really bad.
1: So the labor was bad. Yeah. Yeah. See, and that's crazy. Like one of my good friends right now, he's, um, he got a baby on the way, a baby girl. And his, his woman just went to the hospital because she was having high blood pressure. That's pretty common in women. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, me, I was like... When I knew my baby was coming, I was like over, I don't even know what, what the word is. Like, I had to get a whole speech from the mother of my child before we went up to the hospital. <laughs> she was like, listen, when we get in here, don't act up, don't act stupid, don't be overly, you know, extra or whatever. But, yeah, I was just real extra. So you said the pregnancy itself was 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 rough. How was it? Like, how, how was the, uh, what, delivering him? How was it? Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. so I had, I, I was literally, the day I turned 39 weeks, it was a Friday I was at work mm-hmm. at that time. I was working in corporate America mm-hmm. and I couldn't focus cause I was having pains like in my back, my lower back. And it was like very painful. And I thought I was going in labor. Mm-hmm. So I told my boss, I was like, Hey, I'm about to leave. Well, actually I called my mom. Right. Like she can help me. Like she live all the way in Jackson. I'm here in Nashville, mm-hmm. but I call her. I mean, she doesn't have three kids. Right. So I was like, my, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if I'm going in labor. I was like, well, I'm having back pains. And she asked me questions like I don't had a kid before or something. Yeah. And um she was like, Well just call your nurse. So I called labor and delivery and they told me to come in, um, so they can check me. Mm-hmm. And when I got there, she was like, Well, you're not in labor. She's like, they're like the little Braxton Hicks. Yeah, like yeah. She's like, You're not Hicks. in active labor or anything. She was like, You only two centimeters dilated. Um <laughs> But she was asking me, like, when the last time did I feel my baby move? Mm. And I was like, um, well, I was like, it's been like this morning. Because usually he kind of used to get up when I got up. I mm. would eat breakfast and go to work. And then he would just be still. Because, yeah. I mean, I, I ate. He full. I'm full. Mm. You know, whatever. And um, she was like, well, we're going to try to give you some, like, sugar or some sweet to try mm. to amp him up mm. to get him to move around. And she was giving me candy and applesauce, apple apple juice, like stuff with sugar in it. And he wasn't really doing much. Mm. And so hours passed and she came back in the room and she was like, "Mm, I think we're going to go ahead and induce you and admit you. And I was like,
1: what? (laughs)
0: I was like, what? Excuse me? She was like, uh... What did she say? She was like, Yeah, she's like, he's not really moving. So we're just gonna go ahead and admit you for decreased fetal movement mm. and go ahead and get it started. She was like, You're full term, there's no need to wait or whatever. Mm. And she was like, I'd rather be safe than sorry. Yeah. And I was like, Okay. So I'm calling my son's dad, he at work. And I'm like, you got to go home and get my bag and do all of this and all of that. He freaking out because I said decreased fetal movement. So he thought something was wrong with the baby. So he freaking out. He calling his mom and dad. And I called my mom. And then my mom and my sister, they come. My sister came from Memphis. My mama came from uh, Jackson Mm -hmm. and my stepdad and stuff. They got there in less than two hours. (laughs) Like they was ready. (laughs) (laughs) And so, uh, but yeah, we, we, we. She admitted me, everybody got there. It was so many of us, my friends in my mm-hmm. room. You know, you're not supposed to have that many people in the right, room, right, right. but everybody was in there. And they was like, well, since y'all being good, we're not going to make y'all get out yeah. or whatever. Everything was going good at first. Um, they started the process. You know, I started feeling the contractions. I wanted to have him natural. I didn't yeah. want any medications or anything like that. And um, that was the plan. Yeah. <laughs> But as time went on, the contractions got worse and worse, and I was just, like, I think I was, like, 16 hours into labor, and I was just in excruciating pain. So I was, like, at that point, I had made everybody get out of the room (laughs) except for, of course, his dad, my mom, and then his mom. Yeah. Everybody else had to go. And then—
1: What was the reason for that, everybody having to leave? Just— too many the, people.
0: Just, yeah, I was in pain, yeah. and I was trying to focus. Mm-hmm. And then it's like they just see there, sitting there, watching me in agony. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, I just gotta go. I'm trying to focus. Like I gotta get through this, mm-hmm. and I just need to focus. So I just made everybody leave.
1: Yeah. My grandma always had a saying that um, during uh, labor, death uh, passes you twice. Really? Yeah, that's what I don't. I never understood what it meant. But what is that pain like? You know. Is it like a full body pain or
0: um no it's not it's um it's more so like in your midsection yeah um my lady parts mm, you know mm. and um it's just like it's like somebody taking a knife uh-huh. maybe and just like stabbing me in my stomach I don't know it's like a really sharp pain and it comes and goes it's like my uterus squeezes really really tight mm. And that's the sharp pain. Mm. And then eventually it goes. But, like, as you get closer to delivering a the baby, they come back to back to back. So yeah. it's like you don't get a break. Yeah. And so that's what I was going through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then um, I ended up getting the epidural at, like, 16, at the 16-hour like the mark. Mm. Um, and they ended up breaking my water. But the thing is, my epidural didn't really take well. Mm. My son was sunny-side up. So what that means yeah. is... He was head down but he was facing up. Mm-hmm. And kids are the babies are supposed to face down mm-hmm. so they can kinda like swim out. Mm-hmm. And um he was facing up. So they kept flipping me on each side, trying to get him to spin around. Yeah. And um he wasn't spinning. And then every time they put me on my left side, I felt everything on my right side. And then every time they put me on the left side, I felt everything. I mean on my right side, I felt everything on my left. Mm-hmm. And um then we got around it's about the 30 hour mark. So I'm in labor for over 24 hours now. Mm-hmm. And has the epidural,
1: has it kicked in at that point? No. It's still, still switching it. side to gotcha. side. Yeah.
0: And um at this point, I had a doctor come in my room. No, a nurse. She came in my room and you know, she was consoling me. I was like in excruciating pain, like just shaking. I had got an infection. Mm. So I had a fever, really high fever. I think it was like 103, 104. I was shaking and um I was like cold with sweating, mm-hmm. you know. And um she was like, it's okay. She was like, you're fine. We can still have this baby, you yeah. know, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like in excruciating pain. Then maybe like five minutes go by and I'm like holding on to the rail of the bed and I'm like, Ma. My vagina can I say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> I'm like, Mom, my vagina, like, is like pulsating, it's hurting. And she's yeah. like, Well, do you have to push? And I'm like, I don't know. I said, it's just it just hurts. And then I had a rush of doctors running right my room. Um, doctors, nurses, it was so many of them. Mm-hmm. And she's like, We're gonna go ahead and get you back for a C section, baby's heart rate is dropping. Um, and we just need to get them out. Yeah. And I was like, crying yeah. like I don't think I ever cried that hard in my life yeah. I get emotional hold on I get it <laughs> I get it. but it was it was very hard because it was like that wasn't my plan you mm-hmm. know and to tell me that my baby's heart rate is dropping yeah. and then the doctor had to, to ask me what scares me about a c-section and I'm just like what do you mean you have to cut me open right like, but when we got back there it was pretty cool um they did kind of make me mad because they told um me and my son's dad, like, we couldn't have phones and stuff. Mm-hmm. But when we got back there and the baby came out, yeah. you know, um, they asked where our phone was, the phone was so yeah. they could take pictures. Yeah. And I'm like, you said we couldn't have it. But mm-hmm. it it was really tough. I was, like, dry like because, of course, I hadn't had anything to eat So, mm-hmm. but, like, water and ice. Mm-hmm. And after they, you know, took him out and sewed him up. His dad was—he was already nervous. It was right. a lot going on with me, with the baby. He mm. was freaking out. Yeah. And when they when they got my son together, you know, they was taking him out while I was still on the table, mm. and he looking at me like, "What do you want me to do?" And yeah. I'm like, "No, you go with the baby. Yeah. I'm good." You know, yeah. I, I wasn't good. Right, I actually right. was in really bad shape. But yeah. I was like, I didn't want to scare him. I didn't mm. want him to see me like that. And I was like, you know, just go ahead. He walked out the door, and I'm like throwing up on the table. Throwing up water because yeah. I didn't have anything else. Yeah. While I'm getting stitched up, it was really bad.
1: Yeah. I do not envy women. <laughs> <laughs> like the strength of a women, a woman in that way, like because I seen that firsthand for myself, and you know I already respected women anyway, but I gained a new respect because that's I don't know. I, even if I was kind of squirming as you sit here and talk about it, because it's just such an uncomfortable thing, but and a beautiful thing at the same time. Yeah. So it was worth it. Right. Exactly. I'll do it
0: again a million
1: times. Exactly. So <laughs> you ended up, he's here. Everything is all right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And what, what is that like that moment? Because I know for me, it was that, um, I don't know. It was like a moment of, it didn't feel real. Like we, mm-hmm. we weren't in a world. Did you kind of feel that same thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like
0: when they, well, for me, like I didn't get to hold my baby right away. Like mm-hmm. most people. And that's another thing that made me kind of emotional because I always dreamed of the moment when I push my baby out and they put him on my chest, yeah, yeah. it is a very real raw moment. Like mm-hmm. he's like full of all, all this stuff, yeah. you know, I'm crying, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I'm going to push him out. It's like a real beautiful moment. Right. And I feel like I was robbed of yeah. the opportunity. Yep. So that really bothered me for a while. But like when he first, when they cut him out and the first thing they do is hold him up over the curtain. Mm-hmm. And I'm just looking like, Baby, like mine, like that's my baby, and he was so beautiful. Mm -hmm. He was so beautiful, but he came out so mad. Like Mm -hmm. he was like literally frowning the Mm -hmm. whole time, and I was like, "What is wrong with my child? Like, (laughs) why are you so mad?" But it was it was it was unreal. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was very unreal. He was just sitting there so comfortable, and they just pull him out to all the lights and people and all of that. (laughs) But no, okay. So you, we, our first week, we always call it Hell Week, where it was just. Me and the mother of my child, we were in the house, really not <laughs> knowing what's going on and just trying to figure it all out. We always call it hell week. How was that first week? Was it hectic? Was it?
0: You know what? Mm-hmm. I got really lucky because my son's dad, his mom stayed mm-hmm. with us for about two weeks after gotcha. we had the baby. Mm-hmm. So, because he had just started a new job, so he couldn't like really be off. Mm-hmm. So, um, she stayed with us for about two weeks. And that helped a lot, and that really humbled me because yeah. I had a C-section, so yeah. I wasn't able to maneuver around. Mm. I had to have a lot of help yeah. with like getting out the bed, using the bathroom, mm. changing myself, mm. like, mm. and she helped me with all of that, and I really appreciate her yeah. for that because that literally saved my life, yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally.
1: Yeah. So what? At what point do you figure out that he has a uh, autism?
0: So trying to make a long story not so long um he was he was uh he was a typical kid uh like baby and stuff but i started noticing once he got older around 15 to 17 months mm. that um he kind of behaves different than wow. other kids so um he let me see 2019 I'm trying to put the timeline together. Mm. So I quit my job in 2019 mm. um, at the end of July, and I opened an in-home child care mm-hmm. um, program and because I wanted to be home with my baby. So um, I had other kids in my house. Mm-hmm. And I would – well, first of all, I've been around kids all my life. My sister has four kids. I have a baby sister. I used yeah. to babysit all five kids at one time when I was, like, 15. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> – so I know I love kids. I, you know, I'm always around them and paying attention to their behavior wasn't unusual for me. Right. And um and I was always so interested in how kids develop. Mm-hmm. So I started noticing that he behaved a little different than other ki- other kids. So, um, he would fixate on things like yeah. specifically cars mm-hmm. and instead of like rolling the car around and playing with it that way, he would literally just flip the wheels mm. on them, like just be flipping the wheels. And then um, when we called his name, it was almost like he literally was ignoring us, like we weren't even talking to him. Right? He wouldn't answer to his name. Mm. But I know he could hear because he like he's like to go outside. So anytime he heard keys or anything, he hopped up because yeah. he wanted to go outside. Mm. And also he was not talking. He didn't talk at all. Mm. Um, he might have said like, Dada, which is usual for kids mm-hmm. um to say or something like that but he literally didn't talk mm-hmm. and um he would have these really really bad temper tantrums yeah to the point where he's like falling out kicking screaming banging his head mm-hmm. you know self-harming stuff like that mm-hmm. so and i i was like i don't know what to do here yeah. so let me get on google mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. i'm on google youtube and i'm putting in all these things like this is the traits that my son is having like how do i redirect this mm-hmm. you know and things like speech delay and autism and stuff kept popping up mm-hmm. and I'm just looking like
2: okay yeah
0: and so I started um expressing my feelings to like his dad and like family and friends and as a mom you just know right you know like as a parent yeah. in general you know right. your kid, and so I'm like I'm telling people this and people are like oh he's fine mm-hmm. Some people even told me he just bad. He need a whooping. Yeah. That's that's something
1: with us. And I don't whoop my son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um,
0: he bad. He need a whooping. Ain't nothing wrong with him. He fine. He'll grow out of it. Mm -hmm. All of that stuff. But I'm like, no. Mm -hmm. So those are really dark times for me. And then he turned one in 2019. Mm -hmm. He turned two in 2020. But as we all know, the pandemic happened in 2020. Mm -hmm. And around 18 months, he had a checkup. And I voiced my concerns to his doctor. Mm. And she was like, well, we usually don't test for autism until 2. Well, they kind of scream. They ask you questions. Mm. I'm pretty sure y'all been through that. Mm. They ask, Does he do this or that? Mm. You know." And um, she was like, you can wait until he turns 2 mm. and see if anything changes. And I'm like, okay, cool. But those were some really dark times because it was really hard. I'm talking about the temper tantrums were so extreme yeah. all the time. And it was like, that gets very tiring. Mm. And so when he turned two in May, of course, the pandemic was in the process and we couldn't make it to the doctor, you know, like they weren't taking appointments and stuff. So he didn't get to go to his two year checkup until July. Mm. And when we went and rewind a little bit, his dad and I used to. But heads yeah. about it because of course you don't want to hear anybody say that there's something different about your kid. Right. So um, he would he would just say things like, "Well, we ain't reading to him enough, or we're not doing something enough." Yeah, like denial. Like, yeah, kinda. Yeah. And um and I was like, "Well, I know the type of parent I am, mm-hmm. so you ain't gonna tell me that right. I, you know right. what I'm saying like I'm not doing this for my kid." But um that was understandable though, mm-hmm. so it wasn't a big deal between us. But we did bump heads sometimes mm-hmm. about it. And then we went to his two-year checkup. Um, Of course, only one parent can go, so it was just me. His dad was on FaceTime. And, of course, they did the screening, asking questions. And she was asking me if I had concerns, and I was like, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then um, I was, like, you know, telling her, like, the things that caught my attention. And she was like, well, I have concerns, too. And then I just started boo-hoo crying. Yeah. Cause it was just like confirmation, you yeah. know, like everybody kept telling me, Oh, he'll grow out of it. He need a whooping. He bad. He this. He that." And it's just like, no, I'm not crazy. Right. You know, like I know I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. And so, um, shout out to Vanderbilt. Yeah. That's where he was born. And that's who, uh, helped diagnose him. Um, they worked very, very fast to get us in to get him diagnosed so we can go ahead and start his therapies and stuff. Yeah. But he was diagnosed on um, August seventh of twenty twenty mm-hmm. with autism. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So what has that process been? Because I do know that you know, like you said, you you were in corporate America, then you transitioned to be self employed on your own business. Mm-hmm. Um, what has that transition been like? Because I, you know, I work for myself as well, and I know how it can be, you know, juggling the two. What is that like? Especially doing it during a pandemic. I imagine things may have slowed down during the pandemic.
0: Yeah, so, um, okay, I quit my job in July 2019, and um, it was going really good. People have always trusted me with their kids. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I guess it's just not to try to boast on myself or anything Mm -hmm. like that, but, it's just something about the way I carry myself. Right. Like, people automatically trust me with yeah. their kids. So my availability filled up quick. quick. Yeah. And so um, that that was never an issue. But when the pandemic happened, I lost all of my kids except for one. Mm. as Lost as in, like, their parents lost their jobs. Yeah. So they couldn't pay for daycare anymore. Mm. And so the only kid I had left – no, it was two. The only kid I had left was um, one of my friends. I still had her daughter, and then I had a little boy that I had started with him when he was, like, six weeks old. Uh-huh. And I loved it. Oh, my gosh. But <laughs> but he was probably, like, one at the time. Mm-hmm. And those were the only two kids I had left. And I was like, well, that's not enough money. Right. So um, I actually had a friend reach out to me, and she was about to take, like, a Breda certification class. Mm-hmm. And um, she was like, you know, if I bring a friend, we'll get a discount. Oh,
2: yeah,
0: And I was like, mm-hmm. I never wanted to, I've I've been, my mom's a cosmetologist. Mm -hmm. I've been doing hair for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I never wanted, it was just my little hustle. You know, I would never wanted to be behind the chair full time. Mm -hmm. But at this time you got to do what you got to do. So I was like, okay, let's do it. So I did it. And then it took me a while though um, to actually like release my kids and go full time. I don't know why I was so nervous. It was just. I guess it's because I said I never wanted to do it full time. Mm. But in when he got his diagnosis in August, uh-huh. we were about to start intense therapy. Mm. So I was like I can't have all these kids in the house while he's trying to have therapy. Right. So, um I just was like, "You know what? I told my parents, I gave them like a month notice that I was um quitting." Yeah. And in September, I went full time. Yeah, braiding, right? Yeah.
1: That's amazing. And, I mean, it's kind of like a calling in a sense. It's yeah. something that you already knew how to do. You really couldn't escape from it. Mm-hmm. In, you know, your mom does it. So how is that How is that now? Like what has, not as far as the braiding, but with, with him and his therapy, is it effective? Does it work?
0: Oh, of course. So mm-hmm. when he started in September of 2020, mm-hmm. um, it was very hard at first yeah. because he had to learn a lot of discipline. Right. Like, he had to learn that, like, he has to sit at a table. He has to do this and mm. do that. And the thing about autism is people think that it's, like, a cognitive disorder mm. or disability, but it's a neurological disability.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, so it's not – his ability to learn is not affected. Right. It's his behavior, mm. um, his communication skills, yeah. and a few other things. Yeah. But um, – so therapy was hard. Like I said, he he wasn't – speaking mm. and so he had the language barrier yeah. to where it was hard for him to explain to us what he wanted mm. and kind of for him to understand us. Yeah. So he had therapy every day of the week, Monday through Friday. Someone came into our home for about three to five hours a day mm. and um sat down with my baby and they played. It wasn't just like, oh, he was stuck behind a desk all day at two. Um, they played. They did all kind of things, mm-hmm. um, but it, it it has helped a whole lot. Like now, he's graduated out of ABA. He graduated yeah. out of ABA. It's ABA therapy, by uh-huh. the way, and um and speech therapy. He had both, mm-hmm. um, and he still has speech. But he graduated out of ABA in April
1: yeah. this year. No, that's amazing. It's what is the mindset of the father at this point? Because I couldn't imagine myself going through this. What is his? Where is his headspace?
0: So the date of his diagnosis, everything was virtual. Mm-hmm. Um, so we set up the camera in my son's room mm-hmm. to where she can see the entire room and see us and mm-hmm. things like that. And it was more so of her just directing us to do certain things with him, her observing her um, his behavior mm-hmm. and the way he responds and acts yeah. towards certain things. And so she gave us the diagnosis that day because it's more so like a – for lack of better words, a checklist, right. you know? So she just has like a, a god that she goes by mm. and just checking it off. He do this, he don't, he do mm. this, don't. And you have to make a certain score right. to be diagnosed. Right. And he had <laughs> a really low score. Yeah. So, um, when she gave it to us, that day was very quiet in the house. Yeah. Like we both were just like, okay, mm. here we go. Yeah. You know? but when he finally got the diagnosis it wasn't denial
1: anymore yeah. he
0: jumped right into okay let's do this you know Dope. so mm-hmm.
1: cuz i know something with me like i always with everything even like something as simple as a cold with my with my baby i always blame myself so i couldn't imagine you know i know it is it was probably a lot of that in the beginning no mm-hmm. yeah like blaming yourself yeah you know? i
0: definitely did a lot of blaming of myself yeah. like was it something i ate because autism doesn't yeah. have a cure. There's no cure mm, for it. Mm. It's like a condition that you have. Mm. And there's no reason.
2: Yeah.
0: Like, there's plenty of research to say it comes from vaccines mm-hmm. or uh, the re- most recent one is taking Tylenol while you're pregnant. Mm. Um, All kind of stuff. Yeah. But it's yeah. just like, I personally believe that it's genetic. Yeah. Um, Because I I had a uncle who was, back then when he was born, um, We call him Uncle Pee Wee. Uh And when he was born, autism wasn't a thing. Right. It was, nobody knew what that was. Mm. It was just, he was mentally challenged. Gotcha. And so growing up, that's what I knew him Mm. as, mentally challenged. Mm. And so he passed away, I think, 2015. Yeah. But now as an adult, and now that I have my own son, I know exactly what he had. He had autism. It makes sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's definitely a tough thing to go through. And at the same time, you were establishing, you know, the braiding business, which is, from, from what I can see, it's going really well right now. Yeah. So you were establishing that while juggling this. Like, what are where is your mental state at this point?
0: You know, honestly, it was hard. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It was very hard Um, because, as you know, working for yourself, your money is never guaranteed. Yeah. So it's like, thank God, you know, I had my son's father mm-hmm. to rely on during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really couldn't I couldn't sit in no feelings and emotions and stuff. Yeah. Like I just had to do what I had to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's kinda how I maneuver now too. Like, you know, you just have to of course, you know, it's not good to just ignore your feelings. So mm-hmm. I had my moments, you know, but at the same time I've always had the mindset of you do what you have to do. Mm-hmm. So that's basically what my mindset was during the time.
1: Yeah. Do you believe in God? Absolutely. Yeah. So do you think like there's something? What? What? Because I, you know, like I told you, my mom has Alzheimer's, and I, I take care of her full time. I try to ask myself like, what's the lesson to be learned in this? What is? What is the reason for this? Do you feel like? Do you ever feel like that?
0: I feel like I was chosen. Yeah. I definitely feel like I, I was chosen. I, I feel that. like I was chosen because, like I told you, I've always loved kids. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to be a mom. Mm-hmm. I always have a soft spot for kids. Like, I do not play about kids. They yeah. do not ask to be here, so they deserve the very best. No, you're right. And so I feel like God was like, "You, I deserved Xander. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He mm-hmm. deserved me, mm-hmm. and uh, we deserved each other. Like, yeah. he knew that he would be in perfect hands yeah so he knew that I would care for him he knew that I would understand Mm -hmm. he knew that you know I would support him yeah I would take up for him Mm -hmm. you know I would be proud of him yeah and I just feel like I was chosen I feel really blessed to be his mom for real
1: yeah Uh, listen you exhibit a lot of strength as a Mm -hmm. person who has a kid I can you know only imagine I know this is not even a tip of the iceberg uh, all the frustrations and all the extra stuff that you had to go through, but you know you seem to be doing it well. I actually seen where you posted that you did a uh, celebrity's hair. Not I did. It. Ago. That's that's dope. Yeah. That's major. Yeah. yeah. Are you? Was it? How did they come about? Was it just you marketing or?
0: Um. Honestly, I wouldn't even say marketing. I have done ran like a f- couple of ads on like Instagram or something uh-huh. like that. But I am really bad about posting. Yeah. yeah. Like it's yeah. so hard to be mm-hmm. consistent on social media cause it is. When I'm working, i be in a zone, mm-hmm. and it's just like recording content is mm-hmm. be the furthest thing from my mind. Mm-hmm. Like Sometimes I even forget to take pictures after I do clients, yep. or I have a million pictures in my phone that I just haven't posted or videos and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but it came about, actually the opportunity came to me last year, almost around this time, mm-hmm. and um, someone has sent me um, a message on Facebook of Jill Scott Mm -hmm. saying that she needed a braider in the Nashville area. And I was like, okay. She had tweeted that on Twitter. Well, well, what was Twitter. Uh, uh, X. Yeah, X. (laughs) um, So I was like, let me just shoot my shot. You know, I was like, okay, I'm going to just tell her I can do it. And I Mm -hmm. sent it to my friends and was like, hey, go tag me, you know. And so um, I didn't think nothing else of it. I really Mm -hmm. didn't think she was going to respond. But um, then I had – Somebody called me from a random phone number. And I usually don't answer numbers that I don't know. But I knew that I had uh, sent that tweet this, that morning. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me just answer this just in case. And it was a lady. She was saying how she's like, I have a client. I'm just trying to get pricing and all of this and all of that. And long story short, that didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it was the time frame um, that it was going to take for me mm. to do her hair mm. or what, but it just didn't work out. Right. we never followed through. Mm. But um, I just got back from Tulum, Mexico, mm. uh, for my birthday, and literally the day after I got back, I got a phone call, but my phone didn't ring, mm. and it's just like, oh, you have a new voicemail. And so I was like, okay, I'll check it when I get home because I was at the hair store. Mm. <laughs> and um, when I got back home, I was listening to it, and she was like, hey, I have a high-profile client that um, wants – to make an appointment, mm. um, could you please give me a call back? Mm. I was like, okay. So I called her back because I'm, I'm like, high profile client. I'm like, right. what? Who could this possibly be? Yeah. And so um, when we got on the phone, she was like, hey, yeah, so my client is Jill Scott. Mm. And she was like, um, she's wanting medium braids and, you know, all the works. And um, I'm like, okay, cool. Well, we can do it this day. The day's worked out. Mm. And um, yeah, and so. That whole week, I was so nervous. Yeah, I'm not yeah, going to lie. Yeah. It's my first celebrity client, and mm-hmm. she's not, like, a little social media influence right, or anything. It's Jill Scott. It's like, it's Jill Scott <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so um when the day came, though, everything went perfect. She was very sweet. Yeah. She was very, like, down to earth. I felt like I was, like, at my auntie house or mm-hmm. something. Like, yeah. it wasn't even, it wasn't anything to be super nervous about.
1: Yeah. 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 Listen, I, Honestly, dealing with what you've had to deal with up until this point, you know, You deserve that type of win like that. Yeah, for sure. And that's what we need, you know, us, the people, entrepreneurs that's out here working and actively trying to make things work. Like you said, nothing is guaranteed. You always put money, time in, not knowing what you're going to get back from it, if it'll be any like ROI. But you're doing it and you deserve that moment like that. Thank you. Keep working though. Keep working. It's amazing. It's amazing. (laughs) So what's next? What's uh, in the future for you? What's what's coming up? What else do we got? (laughs)
0: You know, honestly, like I tell everybody, I just literally let God lead me. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I try not to cuz if I try to follow my own footsteps, I stress myself yeah. out. Yeah. So, <laughs> like I'm I'm doing what he is telling me to do, you know. Um, but I do kind of want to get into tech. Mm-hmm. I really like software development. I've been teaching myself how to code. Mm-hmm. And um, eventually, I might do like a boot camp or something like that. Yeah. But um, I kind of want to go down that path. I'm a I'm a woman with many dreams, mm-hmm. many goals, mm-hmm. many aspirations, yeah. and I want to explore all of them. Yeah. So, and like I said, I never wanted to be behind the chair full time. Mm-hmm. So it's not something I want to do for the rest of my life. I do mm-hmm. enjoy doing it. I probably never stop, right. but not full time. Yeah,
1: yeah. I like it. I like it. You can do it. <laughs> I actually uh, taught myself uh, SQL. Uh, which is the, the data entry language, mm-hmm. Structured Query Language. I taught myself that I kind of went on this like data analyst type of bench for a while. Yeah. But listen, you you got it. Thank you. You got it. Keep it up, man. Keep <laughs> it up. You. You're a hero to parents like us, <laughs> like for real. Because that's kind of for some people that would have been like some of the worst news ever to get, yeah. you know. But you seem to take it in stride, and like you said, I like that. It it was it's like a gift. Like it it was meant to be, you know. Right. I like it. I like it. Oh, uh, social medias. Where can we find you? If people want to make an appointment or whatever, they watching right now. I know you probably booked up. <laughs>
0: um, so you can find me if you want to make an appointment at she plus hair. So S H E P L U S H A I R um, beauty. Um, that's on Instagram. Um, I don't, I'm not really active on my business page on Facebook, mm. but on Instagram is when I do most of my work. Um, TikTok. Is Jakia Joe, so J A K I Y A J O, and um that's all my social medias: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Threads, TikTok. It's Jakia Joe. Gotcha, so,
1: yeah. gotcha. Y'all yeah, go follow, check it out. Listen, I appreciate you coming on, taking the time out. It's always an honor and a privilege to have people as busy as yourself to come on and uh, tell their story. I know this will touch a lot of people: future parents, uh, parents currently. You know, maybe even parents going through the same thing that you're going through or went through up until this point. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. If you're watching right now, make sure you go get the merch. Go get the merch, go get the merch. Uh, you can find it at www.choppedbyteapodcast.com. Again, that's com. It'll be in all the links. But listen, um, this is the Chopped by Teapodcast. We'll we get real, raw, the conversations. Until next time. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>